Yo again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma. Once again, we are smack dab along ringside and ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. And Quentin, it is the Christmas season. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Do we got a Grinch? Go to Walmart. <laughs> Not even no. going to Target, trying to get to the parking lot. There you, and that's all you got to say. Yeah, no, no, don't do that. No, we no, uh, what? don't. Huh? <laughs> don't do what? Don't, don't do go, what? You no, know, you don't go to don't go to Walmart or any big box store. Well, you got to, to you gotta pick your wife up from work. You got to. That's that's true. My wife went to Costco today. That was the thing that she did without me, and I'm glad. Why? I don't want to deal with those people. <laughs> You're a people person, though. You like people. I don't. Yeah, totally. Not at all. <laughs> Not gonna handle people, but dumb people, nah. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't do it. But man, it's a time to celebrate, time to be happy. We've talked about doing this episode for, I mean, a long time. Hold on a second. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time because almost two years, because this is our two year anniversary for the podcast. That's it. So yeah, that, that, that's right. Years. We made that's it two right. years. Yeah. And we've been talking about this for about two years. <laughs> so, well, if you want to be real about this long. conversation, we've what? had this conversation. Way more than two, longer than two years. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean definitely. I, I, I think always, I learned. I'm always up for some belt talk. Yeah, you and I are. Uh, we're a couple belt marks. I, I am, but I'm not like when like you on the internet, you like those, especially like on the Facebook pages, the belt Facebook pages. Those guys are just no. Nah, I'm not like that. Was I? <laughs> uh, you mean you mean the guys oh. who just kind of like ooh and ah over them? They're like, hey, look at this thing I just bought. And ooh ah, like yeah, that. Like, yeah, it's like, and they're like, buy, get like something neat and old made. Don't get something you see on TV. <laughs> I don't know. That's the way I am. I don't. But most of it's all for new yeah, You know, I, I I get it, but I'll say I'll say this: uh, a lot of the a lot of the better pictures I found were, you know, honestly, they're reproductions. Um, yeah. <laughs> but. When I see those pictures, I ooh and ah, and it's an older belt, you know what I mean. But I'm like, you know, if I had a disposable income that some of these guys apparently have, I could see starting that as a collection. I could see doing the old belts, but man, the majority is all new belt. You know, I've wanted to do some of the, and I've wanted to do this for years, and it'll probably never happen because I'm tight with money. Um, get, re- get recreations, or if I can get get the originals um, of some of the belts I've been fortunate enough to hold, mm-hmm. and that uh, that runs the gamut on good to garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, the old Trophy Shop USWO belt is one of my favorite belts, and it's re. I mean, the one on white leather is super Trophy Shop. Yeah, but it's but all it good. Tim Thomas and Kroll did a very good job. He always did. But I love that belt. Yeah. You know, and like that's one of the ones I, I want, want to get recreated. Um, Who's got it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Kroll sold a lot of stuff. Sold or gave away a lot of stuff. Because I wanted to make Thank a Tom. move on the TV title I held. I wanted to make a move on the Southern title, even though it wasn't the design I prefer. You know, I wanted to make a move, and I have no idea who owns these. Um, the Southern tag titles that Mike Searcy had. Yeah. For NWA Top Rope, they had that Chikara plate style. Yeah. Yeah. Man, those are probably the, my favorite belts that I've personally held, just look wise. Wow. They're, they're on that blue strap. You know what I mean? They were, they were nice. You held a, a set of tag titles at one point, and I'm not 
I'm not stealing anything that's on your list. Uh, or either held them or you owned them, maybe. I'm trying to remember, but they, you said they had a, a red, white, and blue strap? Oh, it was the old um, uh, Memphis Southern Tag Belts. Okay, so they, they, they were the actual belts, or they were recreated? No, it was the actual. Oh, uh, you got a story about it? Yeah, yeah, let's do hey, this. This shows all about belts. Let's do some stories before we get into okay. our rankings. Okay. Uh, so it was in 93. Uh, I was in Shelbyville, I think maybe the fall, and they did were doing the old uh, either cruiserweight or junior heavyweight. I can't remember which one it was. Um, I think it was junior heavyweight. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, so they put the belt on me, you know, that, that gimmick. The belt they were using was Donnie Ernesto's. And or Donnie, Donnie Eaton, depending it. on the day. Yeah, either Donnie Eaton or Donnie Ernesto. He he mostly worked as Donnie Ernesto around here. He, well, uh, off and on. Sometimes he'd go a couple years doing Ernesto, and then he'd, he'd pop back up, and he'd be at Donnie Eaton for a little bit, and then he'd go off and then come pop back up again a year later or something. He'd be Donnie, you know, switch back and forth every time. Anyway, well, he had a belt, and it was the red, white, and blue, but it had, was it the bomber top? Had like a little thin trophy plate piece, and it either said cruiserweight or junior heavyweight stuck on it. So I never put two and two together. He was letting he was working shovels. He was letting him use his belt. So, uh, so they put it on me, and then like uh, a couple weeks later, he he, he wasn't booked there no more. And he said, just you know, you can just keep the belt. So you gotta have it for the, you know. So he let us use it. And one day, the, yeah, I noticed this little thing was coming off. I was like, that is barely on there. I pulled it off. It was like a little piece of sticky tape holding the little, the little I mean, it was like the size of, if you probably put two pieces of gum together, two gum wrappers, that's probably how the size of it was. And up underneath it, it said, um, I think it said tag champion. It was on the top of the box, I can't remember part it was. And I was, I was like, I was like, you know, I kept putting two together and it was old. It was old and more, it was beat to death. And I kept putting two together, and then I was like, this, and I, I finally saw a picture. I was like, this is the old AWA Southern Tag Belts. Because, see, Donnie's mom married Tom Sr., Tom Ernesto Sr. And so I'm assuming he, when he was booking for Jarrett, was it 84? 84, 85-ish, he was booking for Jarrett. I guess that he must have took one of the belts, or might have took both, I don't know, um, from the office. But he had it, and Donnie had it. I guess Tom, I guess they got it from Tom Sr. But uh, yeah, that was the belt. It's the same ones. If you watch the old cassette, the original cassette stand brawl, those are the belts. They were, I guess, like, like they were, they weren't old at all during the cassette stand brawl, but it was one of those. And here, okay, here's the thing. So I had that, I had that belt in my bag. And, you know, I'd, I'd work Shelbyville, then they'd, I'd be off for a while, come back maybe six months, eight months, whatever later. I kept it in my bag. And, uh, I was like, okay, I'll see Donnie. I'll some, you know, I'll, um, because uh, yeah, well, they showed me they got, they stopped doing the gimmick. I had to slide the belt. They just stopped using the gimmick. So I just kept the belt, right? I figured, well, eventually I'll run into Donnie, you know, up down the road sometime. I was in my, I kept it in my bag, kept it in my bag. This, this is 93, right? It's been my bag. I carried it in my bag all the way to 97. Uh, I, I, we used it in McMinnville when, uh, uh, Troy and Mark Gordy was running McMinnville. I let them use it for that. Uh, we used it a couple times in Columbia uh, for Freddie Morton. Uh, we used it a couple times then, but it but it didn't get used a lot. You know, just I maybe used it probably four or five times, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
but it saved my bag. I never ran into Donnie. And uh, I was in Shelbyville one time. This was toward the, I'll say, spring of 97. I had made some tag belts, and they were really trophy shot because they were packed from a trophy. The plates were from a trophy shop. I was going to get rid of them. I was selling them, and Glenn Miles was wanting to buy them because I want to buy the, your tag and that red, white, and blue belt. I said, well, that red, white, and blue belt is not mine. I said, that belt, that's Donnie Eaton's belt. I said, yeah, I know that's that one. I said, yeah, that's the same one. I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. Because I was leaving Shelbyville. That was my last night there. And he was wanting to buy the belts that he'd been using and using the tag ones. And um, so uh, I told him, I tell you, I'm going to say the tag. I'm going to give you this Donnie's belt because I haven't seen him in four years. Now, if he ever comes asking for it, you got to give it to him. I'm going to tell him, if I ever run to him or something, I'm going to tell him that Glenn Mullins has your belt in Shelbyville. He's the promoter. Everybody knows Glenn. Glenn said, I'll do it. I'll give it to him. I said, all right. So maybe a year, maybe even, probably even a year later, somebody stole the tags, the tag belts that I made, and the the original AWA Southern tag team belt from Shelbyville. Oh, my they, God. Um, just, yeah. So somebody's got – and from what I heard, the other one got destroyed. So there was only one left, and that was it. So Some, Somebody just jacked a piece of history. Yeah, exactly. So – but yes, I had I had that belt in my possession for four years. So it was in my back, in my back for four years. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Did Donnie ever ask you what happened to it? <laughs> I'll say one time and it was when was it? I tell you what it was, it was Petersburg. When we were working Petersburg, he showed up. He came up for um Moondog spot, Nathan, when he passed away back in oh seven, oh eight ish. He, he was make up for that funeral, so he was there. He never asked, so I never said anything to him. He was going to tap. I was going to tell him that that I gave it to Glenn, and Glenn got it stolen. <laughs> so I was going to tell him, but he never asked. So I was like, well, if he ain't asked, I ain't even going to start nothing. You know, bring yeah, it up. Man, so. just to think about who, because we probably know who stole it. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Like we probably know the person who yanked those belts. But then again, I don't know. You think somebody could have just gotten to the cab shop and? Man, they. I ain't how they don't. I, I know. I don't, at that time period. I know in the early nineties, you can go up there anytime. You just go in there, and get in the ring. You just walk in the door. So I don't know. You know, if they that. I'm sure they could if they got in the cab stand, walk in. The dress rooms weren't locked. Oh yeah, no, there there wasn't even when I was there. There wasn't even doors on. Yeah, but this time there were two doors. And they were just like plywood made doors. So there was no locks or even doorknobs. There's a little door handle on it. I have a little hook handle. So, yeah, somebody could have easily went there and got them. So that's what I'm saying. It might not have been one of the boys. You know? And I always think it was one of the boys because Glenn screwed him on a payday. That's probably true. But Or he fired him because they got over. That's pretty <laughs> accurate as well. Yeah. So, but, um, but if it ever turns up, somebody trying to sell it, I hope they get called out on it being stolen. So, Man, now I'm going I'm to be Googling that. Because <laughs> that would be funny. I actually... I just Googled the uh, the belt. It had two, like, uh, Olympic torches on each side and whatnot. Think by that, this, some of them were, I think, I think the torches were, were knocked off, were all were knocked off by then. Well, it was a bad day. So there is a, a set from 78 to 81. It's actually yeah. maybe the same set. 78 to 81. Um, and it's got, like, two torches, a little circle thing in the middle. They redid them, they redid them in 89. 89. Yep. And, and they totally put the pentagram belt. on it. Yeah, that was Chris Champion. He put pentagrams okay. on them. <laughs> Makes sense. That's what it. Yeah, him and when uh, 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 Mark Starr with a new uh, 
wild side, they put pentagrams on them. But yeah, those yeah. are brand new belts, and they didn't, you know, they didn't use them long because it was right after that they changed the USWA, which that never stopped them before using a, a belt with the wrong name on it. But, but um, they they didn't use them long, so. Yeah, Memphis is always pretty good about that. Or that, or somebody ran, left with it, ran off with them. Yeah, <laughs> which could happen too. But yeah, Memphis is always pretty good about that. Uh, I'm sure, knowing me and you, that we will have some belts on our list that may have been used under different names that no one cared about. <laughs> oh, I know, I definitely did. Um, so, as far as how we're going to do this, um, I'm going to share my screen with Quentin. You won't see any of this because. This will be ed edited, but I think I'm kind of telling it for us too. The best way I've decided to do this, we share the screen. Uh, we're to go from five up, and then we both got some honorable mentions. I assume Quentin probably has more than I do. Uh, <laughs> but um, so do you. Well, you like five was hard, dude. Five was hard narrowing it down. Yeah. Would you like to go first or second? I'll let you go first. <laughs> okay. Let, let's go. Oh, let me go ahead and share oh, this. We'll go screen. Five, me five, you four. You, yeah. I can't. I, th I think so. Um, all right. So let's see. Boom. Screen will be shared. Quentin will be freaked out because everything's going to go weird. <laughs> all right. So my number five, and I just recently kind of discovered this belt, is the Mid-Atlantic oh, Television nice. Championship. Um, you know and actually, uh, I do. I took a few notes. Not a lot, but a few. I don't <laughs> Just trying to remember where I saved them. Well, because actually, for some of these belts, there's not a lot out there. I, I know, man. I, ripped, I found that out, too. I couldn't believe. There's not a lot of pictures and a lot of information. Yeah, well, okay, so this Mid-Atlantic Television Championship, and, you know, obviously because of the belts that it preceded, mm -hmm. there's just not a lot out there. Um, I like it a lot because of, A, the color. Uh, B, I, like the, I really like the oval shapes. Um, I'm guessing they were on NBC at the time. Is this a replica you're showing me, though? Yeah, what I'm showing you, uh, I'm assuming it's a replica. It's from Dave Milliken's site. So yeah. it's, e it's either a replica made from it's, the design work of the original. That's or... a, it's got to be a replica because, I'll tell you right now, that belt made that clean looking. Oh, probably not. You're probably right. <laughs> um, but like I said, but I did take Milliken. a... Uh, this was from 74 to 77. If it was milking it, most likely it's accurate. Oh, yeah, guaranteed. Um, yeah. But I, I did, I do find it weird that, like, it's, you know, it's a Mid-Atlantic Television Championship, but there's nothing that signifies Mid-Atlantic on it. Um, and, I, I mean, Mid-Atlantic wasn't on cable, were they? Well, so they weren't, they were, like, a lot of, um, you were on different channels in your territories. Right, okay. You know, well, different, you know before cable came out. So, you know, they were, um, you know, they were like everybody else, you know, they either had dual studio shows or they bicycled everything out, you know, which I think they might have had two different studios at one time up until maybe mid-70s, I think. For some right. reason, it's sticking in my head or they might have changed studios or something. But, yeah, so, um, and then another thing, you know, they could have got it from somebody else and, you know, somebody come in the territory with it. That's true. And they yeah, just yeah. used it, you know. Because it's a TV title. What a lot of TV titles back then. And when you say, a lot of them back then were trophies when they did have a TV title. Or uh, mean, what was UW? What was Mid South? Uh, metal, right? Metal. Like a, a medallion. Yeah, metal. But go, saying, go Smoky you, Mountain was an envelope. Yeah. It was Beat the Champ check or something, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but see, because in the 70s, you didn't have a lot of TV champions. 
So, and when you did, like I said, I'm, what few I've stumbled across, there were trophies in the 70s. So that's what I'm thinking. It might have been uh, somebody's belt. They might have been in the territory and they used it for a while or something. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, I just. I discovered this belt for the first time when I was just perusing eBay yeah. and just looking at the different replicas. And I'm like, huh, what's this? And I started diving down to find out what it was. And there's just not much, there's not much history on the television championship period um, because I did try to look up when the changes were made. Cause you know, there was that yeah. one, I think it was Georgia's that it said world championship wrestling on it. And it was really colorful. The one that was the actual background. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. And then it went from that one to the design we all know. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, and I was trying to see when those switches. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I was just want, I wanted to see when those switches happen, but, like, it doesn't show a lot of it. Like, it there's not a lot of history on it. Did you go to uh, Cafe Memories Belt Gallery? I went to a couple different places, yeah. They, they, they got, they don't have, like, specific, they kind of ballpark some of the dates. Yeah. Uh, but that belt, though, for a 70s belt, that's got a lot of color in it. Well, yeah, and it, it, it's 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 cast, which which seventies didn't have a lot of cast belts, right? They hadn't got to that point yet. Mm, well, no, because that's like the if I'm looking at it, that's kind of like all those. Um, no, well, seventies, yep. yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't it, you're right. What's that? No, I, I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's very much like you know the southern and central states, and yeah, when when you look at the base model of it, yeah. No, I, so I it's probably it. Reggie Park's belt. Yeah, most likely. Okay, and and if that's the case, I know I know Reggie and Dave were really tight. So with this being a replica, I bet he has the exact artwork. It looks. I mean, it looks really good for that time. For that time period, it, that was a really nice belt for that time period. Yeah, I, like I said, I mean, I, the colors I think beats it a lot too. Like if this had come out with no background colors. I probably wouldn't have selected it, but the color goes a long way with me on some of these because yeah. on some of these, that's the only difference. You know what I mean? Like on some of these belts back in the day. Yeah. Once you get gotten the cast anyway. Yeah. But so that was my number five mid Atlantic television championship. So Quentin, <laughs> my friend, what is your number five? And like I, I said before, because Quentin just sent me a whole bunch of pictures. Um, if I don't know what the belt is, I'm going to have to ask him to tell me what picture to select. But what is the belt? Okay, my number five is the NWA Mid-America Tag Team Belts that were used in the Nick Gillis side of the territory, the east side of the territory. Um, and then later on in the 80s, Jerry Jarrett pulled them out of, the, out of his desk drawer and made them the international tag team belts. So, so would I be correct in assuming if I pulled up this picture that has Nick Gillis in it? Nope, that's not that. Okay, which picture is it? Uh... The Samoans. The Samoans, okay. Okay, that's that is them. Belts. That's when they were the Mid-America belts for Gulas. Mid-America tag belts. Uh, that is, Samoans was, how do you say their name? Tapu or Tio or whatever. And Papa that and man Tio? Huh? Tapa and Tio, I believe is what I've heard. Oh, okay. It's something like that. And um, that's the manager in that picture is Ken Hawk. But yeah, that, that was the, um, and you will see those belts even those, actually, I think before they were the Mid-American, I think they were Gillis's World Heavyweight Tag Belts. Okay. Before that. But those belts, whoever made them, made several versions of them, because I've seen them, people out west. There's a, see, that and says, okay, so, world on that. Okay. On that. 
So, and, so I, I didn't know if you sent me those together on purpose yeah. or not. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I mean, that's I, the I, same I design. Them. Yeah, it's the same belt. Um, and, and honestly, if you, and I can't really zoom on my screen too well, but well, if you look on it, it, it does look like where it said world on those other belts, they've attached mm -hmm. something covering it up. Yeah. So I bet, I bet those were the same belts. Yeah. But yeah, they had, they, because, you know, the world champ, NWA world champ is different, but it's like every territory had their NWA tag, tag world champions, you know, around in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Um, you know, so um, Gillis had his, of course, and, uh, and those were used for that. And then I guess when he, um, when he made them to the Mid-America belts, and I've seen those belts in other places too, in the 70s, I think it was in Texas maybe. And I'm, so I'm thinking it, there was a couple sets probably looking like that. Floating around. Yeah, those are that's 100% the same belt. Like, yeah. I just looked really close on them while you were talking, and those are 100 that they 100% put something yeah. over where it says world. Yeah, they just repurposed it. Yeah, that was the running gun uh territory life, though, right? Yeah, I goes not want to spend no money for no belts. You know, they're just, pro they're just props, man. That's what all the old timers tell you. Just a gimmick, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, it's just a gimmick. and I think until you are up high with it, like until you're like a world champion, touring world champion or something, then I feel like it's not just a gimmick anymore. Oh yeah, when you're when you're man, <laughs> that's a whole new ball game, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. if and I'm saying like even how the the people who hold the belts seem, you know what I mean? Like you'll you'll see the guys who hold a regional title be like, yeah, yeah, I did that. But if they ever held the world title, like they they're really serious, but you know what I mean? Like they feel it; it means something. Yeah, well, if you were the world champion, you were had the weight of the, you know, the whole organization. You know, not just the, ter the territory you're from. You got the whole NWA uh, organization on your, you know. Yeah. That's why you never hear. I mean, Bruno did there for one. I was at one time Bruno asked for the belt to be taken off, but you never, you know, but like AWA or even, I mean, besides that one thing time when they said well, Bruno asked to take time off. NWA champion always asked for to take it off of them. You know? Yeah, I think Flair's like the only one that said not to, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, because yeah, they're just running and gunning so hard. Yeah, the seventies. I mean, because that's what uh, that's what Kanitsky didn't he? He told him he couldn't do it no more. And then when they put it on Briscoe, he had it. And finally, he couldn't do it no more. He said, "I heard this is what I've, I'm. This is what I've read." He told well, him uh, Terry that, too. Terry's just like I can't. Yeah, it's just because it, it's different in the seventies, man. I mean. But, you know, because, you know, like Bruno, you know, he had, a, he would go to Japan. Um, he'd go, you know, do little things here and there, but it was, he stayed in his little corner of the, the country, you know? Yeah, he yeah. Bruno, Bruno was Northeast, big markets, once a month towns. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, NWA guy was going to every territory, you know, four to four to six days in the territory, you know, and just nuts. You know, and some of those days were, were doubles because you had to do a TV that, that morning and then work their house show that night, you know? Yeah. So Luckily, it, it usually watched. the champion didn't actually work in the ring on TV normally. No, he just, he just did the promos and, you know, the live interview at the studio and then, you know, um, then cut the uh, promo for the match that night or whenever it was. In the rest yeah. of that, that, you know. but, that, but, yeah, so still, but, you know, you're trying – you're, you know, you got to be at the studio a certain time, and you're still, you know, what I'm saying you're still working. Oh, yeah, no, so, absolutely. You're coming straight off the plane, guaranteed. Yeah, 
I mean, it's um, that's I don't see how they did. You know, it's, it's crazy. I think that's yeah. why I, I hold Harley in such high regard yeah. because he was. I feel like he was the last true touring NWA World Champion. Like Flair toured, Flair, but Flair, Flair toured, but he was also for in the Carolinas for all their big shows. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Flair was the last touring. Because you think if you look at his, I've seen some of his scheduling in '83. Say '83 uh, and '84. Sorry, was '83, right? When he won from Harley. Yeah. I was talking about it. Okay. So going to 84, he was still, he was doing Carolina, Florida. Um, he did Memphis, um, uh, Southeastern, uh, Watts, world class, uh, Pacific Northwest for Don Owens, uh, Central States. <laughs> so that's eight territories. He was still working. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. he was, I should consider him. Uh, did, did he do Memphis by that point? Yeah. Cause he, remember, he worked longer on TV. I, See that's that, but that's Flair's second run, is it not? That's what I'm talking about. His second run when he beat Harley. Yeah, I'm because I'm thinking they had already. I can't remember when they switched to AWA. That was right. They switched AWA and NWA two two times in the '80s. Okay, I, I didn't know they had switched back. They switched like two two. They switched like two times, and then then like '85 they had they used both AWA and NWA in '85. Hmm. So. Because I think it wasn't 85 when Flair worked Coco. I may have been. I mean, then 85, later in 80, in the, toward the end of 85, uh, Lawler worked Martell. So, yeah, they, they were back and forth a lot. So, but yeah, I, yeah Flair, like, he, he got the tail end of the traveling. And not, you know, he went to Japan too. He was going to Japan too. So, um, he might not have as many dates uh, traveling because I know Central States. They wasn't. I don't think they was running six to seven days a week at that time. Um, but well, and, and Harley. I mean, while Harley had a home territory, he didn't have a home territory. You know what I mean? Not really. I mean, he stayed in the St. You know, he he was on month a monthly St. Louis card, and you know, Central States as he was he had. A but I feel like the Central States would would have just been if I'm in town. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. When he was yeah, when he's a champion, definitely. Whereas but, Flair, it's like no, no, no. You're booked in the Carolinas for the these shots you know what i mean so he had runs that he knew he was going to be in the carolinas yeah and i'm telling you right now the carolina florida dates early on trumped um don owens um uh, and anybody southeastern south uh world class not so much as they had a lot that's fritz had a lot of stroke at that 82 83 time so but uh, harley was hey now you got this date here this date here this date here this date you know what i mean like oh yeah there, there was there was nothing that trumped unless Sam Muchnick himself goes, hey hey Harley, I need you to cancel. It's all right. They know. But you know what I mean, like because no one's gonna say it, anything. Muchnick, he only ran St. Louis, you know. So, but what I'm saying, like was, if, if Muchnick, that'd be the only time Harley would have to trump something over something. Would be like, yeah, but if Sam, it would never get booked like that. Exactly. Sam's it, booking it. He's the president. So, yeah. And they know that that's the you know St. Louis was the the showcase, baby. Yeah. So, you know, even when Eddie Graham got the presidency, they still knew that the St. Louis was the you didn't the NWA champion didn't miss St. Louis. Nope. You know, it was it was you know it's just one of those things. But All right. But the um, talking about the these Mid America tag belts, I didn't know they were Mid America tag belts because I was you know I was so young in the seventies. First time I ever saw them was in eighty seven when um, 
86, 87 when Jarrett brought them back as an international. And I'll tell you the one, the international belt that they had right before those, you can't find any pictures of them. They were cool, dude. Uh, Sato and Goto had them when they first put them on them, when they first came to the territory. Dude, they were huge. They had this big, like, eagle on steroids on them. The, the whole plate was like a big eagle. And it was like, it was, they were cool. And they were old. You could tell they were old, old. And I don't think they were Jarrett's. I think they might have been um, probably Kyo Sato's because he, he'd been around for, at that time, 15, over 15 years, you know. But uh, but that's how I remember them. I first, first saw them was as the international tag belts in Memphis. So All right. Well, we're going to go from that to my number four. So my number four is technically uh, a, a version of the NWA World Heavyweight Championship but it's more affectionately just known as the Luthez belt. This is the belt that started it all. This belt was held by Orville Brown. Uh, I actually have the full list of everybody who's held this belt. Uh, Orville Brown, Luthez, Leon Namalini, Whipper Billy Watson, Edward Car- Carpentier, who would take the fact that he held the championship at one point, and then wow. after having dropped it to back to Luthez, would still go around as champion, and created the world championship out in California. Yep. Created, I'm trying to think. I, ha- I had a lot of them listed. Uh, let's see. I know I know for sure the one in California. I believe a world championship in Montreal. And there was a world championship somewhere else that was created over Carpentier, still recognizing himself as a world champion. Yeah. Um, but as far as in actual timeline, uh, he, he lost it back to Fez, who dropped it to a gentleman named Dick Hutton. Mm-hmm. Not a, I don't know a lot about him. I didn't do a lot of digging. So I'll, there's, I've seen some. Um, what time period did they say that uh, Carpante had it? I, I didn't have everything listed by year, so I'm, I'm guessing here, uh, mid fifties, early, fi- early to mid fifties. Okay. Uh, and the last, the, the last holder of the the Fez belt as far as while it was an NWA title, uh, was Pat O'Connor. Okay. Uh, after that, we would go on to the Crown Jewel belt. Yeah, but Crown Jewel. in 1992, and this technically still falls within our time frame, Oluthez lent the belt to be used as the title in UWFI. Wow. But there was only two champions ever to hold that belt, uh, Nobuhiku Takata and Super Vader. And then you say UWF- Super Vader? Huh? You say Super, Super Vader? Yeah, that's what that's what he was in UWFI. Okay. Um, but and then someone did something to piss off Luthez, so he left with his belt. Imagine that. <laughs> um, but so th- this was the NWA World Heavyweight Championship from 1948 until 1959, when it was replaced by the Crown Jewel title, uh, the, or the Crown Jewel design of the belt. Um, so the pictures I have here, and these are the pictures I'm going to use YouTube. Um, so the two pictures on blue are the actual belt. Um, it's the actual belt from the, uh, I forgot what the actual name of the museum is, but the Pro Wrestling Museum in Waterloo, Iowa, the Hall of Fame. Okay. Uh, uh, so this yeah. is actually on display there. It's his belt from his widow. Um, his widow? Yeah, he, he died before his wife did. She's still alive, ain't she? Or she dead? I, I, don't, I don't know as far as that goes, but either way, she'd still be his widow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the original belt, I've always thought it was cool how it didn't have leather until the back. Now, the what they have on display doesn't have the leather on, 
Now, what I've got up in the top corner is top rope belts for a time. I don't even know if they're still a thing anymore. But top rope belts for a time was making what they had called the Luthes Legacy Tribute Belt. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man, just looking at them side by side, they added a few, ru- like those just two rubies on yeah. that one. They don't seem to be on the old one, but they could have been on it. And, you know, that thing was made in the 40s. So it could have yeah, exactly. fallen it fell off. off. Um, yeah. But it looks like they did a pretty darn good job. And, and the replication, but I don't know, man. It's just always been neat that it didn't have leather until the back. Uh, it's it's so simple, but it holds a lot of prestige, and you can just tell by looking at it, right? It's it was made by a jeweler, if I'm if I'm not yeah. mistaken. It wasn't made by a belt maker. There was no such thing. Yeah, this was made made by a jeweler. It's a work of art, um, and it wasn't big and gaudy and bulky, but you still looked at it and go, "That was tiny." Belts yeah. were tiny back then. And he was like, but that guy's a champ. And you know that thing cost a lot of money. Oh, yeah, definitely. Back then, there's no chance how much that, what that thing was, it, it, you know, appraised for back then. Yeah, and, and obviously what we're looking at says Luthez on it. Even the, you know, even the belt in the Hall of Fame says Luthez on it. But you can mm-hmm. kind of even tell by looking at it, that was added afterward. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but I've just, you know, it's it's the belt. It's the granddaddy of them all, man. It's the belt that started it all. Yeah. So, just for that alone, and again, the I, I know I keep saying it, and most of the replicas you get will have the leather on it. Well, yeah. but I feel like if you're going to get this one replicated, yeah, you got to do it right. Yeah, don't get leather because if you're going to get a replica of it, you're not going to wear it, <laughs> so you don't need the leather on it. Exactly, you want it authentic, yeah. Exactly. No, and I just I don't know, man. I like I besides the history of it, I, I don't have a lot to say. But that yeah, is a that time period that has a lot of detail. That costs a lot of money. Because that had a lot of detail for that time period. Yeah, well, yeah, and you know all this was hand etched. Yeah. Like you look can the look at the ring on it. I mean, that that was, you know, that 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 took time and yeah, that was really detailed for that time period. Yeah, and where it says oh, world's heavyweight wrestling champion, you can tell because it's not perfect. That was yeah. etched by someone's hand. Yeah. You know, the amount of work that went into placing each and every one of these stones and all yep. that. Yeah, man. This is a work of art. Yeah. So that, that's my I, number four. Well, I think that's the first time I've seen it without the leather on it. Yeah, well, and I mean, it ha- it had leather on it, but it was after the final snaps, and it was just a hook and uh, you know, hook and loop like a normal, like a belt buckle. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just so he could fasten it. It wasn't a lot. Yeah. But yeah, it was so it was so cool. Um, yeah, man, I don't have a lot to say about it, which is weird because it's you know my number four favorite belt. No. But just I I feel like it speaks for itself on what it is. Yeah, for like I said, that you know, and for it to be that old and be in that good a shape, that it was it's a miracle, you know. Yeah, no, that's that's true too. Like they they definitely kept that belt in, in really good shape. Well, but that well, also that seems like somebody who would take care of his stuff because yeah, you can't he, see it because I cropped the picture. But like his boots are behind it, and they look like they can still be wrestled in. My thing is, but so many, but in, you know, when other people it change hands, other people too. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It a lot of That's people touch, you know. So, you know, and yeah, I mean, how many times I've seen, you know, belts get knocked over off tables and stuff. You know, I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? By accident yeah. and just, you know. So yeah, to be that that's very, very great condition. Uh, that could have been where the rubies went. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. What is Here's your number, number four, four, sir? All right. My number four. Is the NWA six man tag team belts from the 1970s from the Nick Gillis promotion 
his side of the territory. So this would be the one picture with Nick Goulas in it. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I, I think I sent you three pictures of them. Uh, it is one, think, and it's just on it. They're just being used as tag belts. Yeah, it's got Hickerson and Conjury, and the other one's as Cowboy Frankie Lane sitting on a stool. Yeah. I was uh, gonna look the Bicentennial up Kings. I was going to look up and see how long they had had them um, had the six that was doing the six man down at, at for Goulas. Cause I, cause I know most once I've seen, you know, I think it went off to us. I think that's our reason for his regular tag after a while. Um, this bro, did this dude wrestle in these boots? Um, I don't know. They have shoot spurs on them. He probably took them off, took the spurs off. My God. I'm sure he just had them on. I don't know. I Scott Taylor, he'll tell you. <laughs> that's who took the picture probably. But uh, see, that uh, was the, first, the picture with Goulas. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's George Goulas, uh, Jackie Fargo, and Dennis Hall. And that's Nick Goulas. And the guy on the far side besides George, that's uh, Mike Duncan. That's okay, Jerry who's Jarrett's he? Cousin. That's exactly he's what Jerry I was about Jarrett's to ask. Cousin. He's Jerry Jarrett's cousin. Okay. And um, he did a lot of the uh, – he, he helped with announcing and, and burning. I mean, um, I might have burned. I don't know, but I know he did some help with announcing in Chattanooga and help with announcing in Nashville. So, but yeah, that was uh, Jarrett's cousin. And that picture was the first night they won that was first night of the belts. I think it was a tournament. So, but I love those belts. And I wish I could, I asked Scott Tilby had a better picture of it. And he said he was going to look, see, and uh, because you can't tell, but if you look, first back on the picture with, with uh, the colored picture of it, it's got the little side plate, uh, the gimmicks. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they have names on them. Usually that, you, that's what I thought. It would be like the championship history. But the, that was the first night of it. <laughs> that's why I was wondering, what is on all those little plates? Because that was oh. the extra first night they crowned the six-man, NWA six-man tag team champions for Goulas. Well, I mean, they're not the first belts to have that. And, I mean, you're going to lose at some point, right? What do you mean? Now, there's going to be next champions. Apparently, they're only prepared to have six. But Oh, you're talking about – and not having there's no names on them. Yeah, but then again, oh. I, I see I see Goulas starting with that idea and then going. It costs how much to get names put in here? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I just I just wondered about that. I was like, I wish I had a close up to see. I, and I think I like every kind. Of, no matter what the belt is, if it's got that plate like that, I love that old that plate. Like a shield. Yeah, or something about it. Because like the. Uh, the actual Southern belt, I know this is not on my list, but the Southern belt from like 77 up to like 81 was the that shield. They used that shield on, on the Southern belt. That but, exact uh, one or? No, no, they used a, the a shield. I'm just saying a shield. Okay, well, I, oh, I just didn't know because well, like, you know, they could have used the same trophy shop guy and they're like, hey, we like that triangle design. And he just puts I, it with, you know, something a little different. It was definitely trophy shop, the one they had in um, in Memphis. Jarrett did. Jared just spent a lot of money on belts. He I wish I could find a trophy shop to make some belts. I know. It'd be nice. <laughs> I, but, I, lo- I keep looking at this picture of the Bicentennial Kings, and it's so funny. But if you look on one of those pictures, uh, I think it's the, the colored one because they're holding them. After those, those side little plate gimmicks. Oh, yeah. It's the, the small strap. Kings, and it's just a belt, like a regular belt strap. Yeah. And it's got, it's a, you know, hook and loop, like a, it's a hook and loop closure. It's not snaps. Yeah. So it was like, they get that, then they just use a regular belt from like, from you know, almost from the very, you know, not even the side, just right there on. It's it's just a regular belt, like you get at the store. But it's like I just thought they were really, 
when I first remember Psalms, I, I really liked those. I was like, those are real interesting. And I've, like I said, I've always wondered after I found out, you know, I was wondering what names were on them then when I found out, you know, years later that that was the first night at those belts because they won, you know, there's the tournament in Chattanooga. And I was like, oh, whose names could have been on those belts? You know, so, you know, it just makes you wonder what, you know, I just, but if they left them blank, that, that would have been ugly. So, you know? <laughs> I mean, they had regular tag team championships by this time, right? Yeah. Because they had the Mid-Atlantic, I mean, Mid-America belts that they, um, and actually, I want to say, Gillis switched it up. Sometimes he'd had the Mid-America tag champions, and then sometimes he'd have them at the Southern, he'd have Southern tag champions, you know? I think it, because I think it just depends, I don't know, because usually Nashville and what I've, what I've read on, Nashville and Chattanooga kind of stayed around, and, and, and Burn, not Burn, um, I don't know about Huntsville, but they just said, but then Birmingham, it seemed like theirs was a little, little different. Um, so I, it just, I don't know, it just, it was, it was different how, I guess, because, you know, it was all one territory, but it was split in half, you know, I guess to switch it up, um, you know, that I guess they would have, you know, and switch out the name of the belts, you know? Yeah. They'd come in, because I know, like, I was like advertising for Google cards in Nashville, and so, like, you know, Lawler would come in, who's the NW, you know, NWA, so the junior Southern champ, whatever it was, junior heavyweight Southern champ, junior heavyweight champion, and then they changed it to just Southern, you know. But um, so I'm assuming that they switched up would you, you know, would do Mid America belt for a while, and then you know they'd use they'd have different belts, be that they would be the Southern belts, you know. So I think they switched it up a lot. So yeah, I like those. They're really unique. I like them a lot too. Like the more I'm looking at them, the more I'm just like, I wonder what those would look like different. recreated. They're just different. That's why I think I like them so much. I need I mean, to stop looking at know. this picture of Phil Hickerson. <laughs> he just looks so silly for some reason. When he when they were the bicentennial teens or uh, whatever they were called, yeah, they were uh, even before that and after that, especially after that when they were wearing a lot of uh, hearts and stuff on their stuff. And Phil, I, I think it's him not in leg, not in leggings. Yeah, because every time I've ever seen him, he's been wearing leggings. All those damage, man. He he wore. Or maybe the uh, bleach blonde in that headband. Yeah, the that, bleach blonde. That looks hair. like it was a lady's scarf that he just tied around yeah. his head. It probably was. Probably his wife's scarf he just put on his head. <laughs> yeah, hey, baby, hey, baby, hey, baby, I need something to wear out to the ring. I'll I'll use this. All right, here we go. Man, if you if you send me some picture, yeah, they were in hearts. I, I've seen yeah, a match with them wearing the hearts. I think it was Southeastern. Yeah, they were colorful. And uh, and yeah, with Phil, that blonde hair, it throws you off, especially if you're used to 80s Phil Hickerson, you know. Well, if, if you're used to 80s Dennis Condry, like he's got his hair yeah. all toned or brushed out and stuff like this. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong, the Midnight Express would do some flamboyant stuff. But then Condry would start wrestling yeah. and just beat the crap out of people. But, you know, for that time period, yeah, that was – I was kind of pushing the envelope a little bit, you know. But at the end of the day, uh, I don't know. Oh, we keep we keep this podcast clean. I was going to say we we know the story about uh about, about, oh, about the real about, yeah about Condria checking Hickerson's tonsils. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, that's a rib right there, ain't it? Ooh, boy. <laughs> Uh, about all right. one of the best tag teams of the of the seventies, didn't it? <laughs> oh boy, I don't, I don't know how I don't know how Dennis Condry survived. I don't either. 
Uh, I don't know. But yeah, I've always liked them. A lot of people think they're just hideous, but I like them. <laughs> All right. Take it away. My number three is going to be a no-brainer to you for as long as you've known me and as many conversations as we've had. My number three <laughs> is, belt? is the AWA Southern Heavyweight Champion. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I know we're not giving our uh, honorable mentions, but honorable mentions would obviously be the AWA, uh, the NWA version, I guess, which is the red one. From for, well, see, from that, what? see, from what I looked up when I would look up NWA Southern Heavyweight Title, the red one. But I've also heard I, that one was Florida, so I'm Florida, a bit confused see, on that. Thing, man, that in the early eighties, a lot of territories had that 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 set like that. Well, that that's what I didn't want to give it away when we we're talking about the Mid-Atlantic Television. But yeah. that's when I said I see it. That's what I saw was like the basic design. Like the side plates yeah. looked exactly the same, except for yeah. what's in the middle circle. The main plate general shape is the same. Yeah. I was all the same, made from the same person. I'm assuming yeah. it's Reggie Park belts. Um, and they, now, I they do, I really... do have one question that you might know that I don't. What's that? And I've always wondered this. Um, and can you see my mouse? Yeah. Okay. This little gimmick. I don't know what that is, but it's on, it's on there. Every I time I see is. it, it looks like three H's. I can never tell. What, I never could tell what it was. It looks like a three H gimmick, but I'm I'm thinking it's the. Uh, they were just waiting for Paul Levesque to come through the territory. That, or maybe it's the the Parthenon in Nashville. Maybe. You know, I never thought about that. But was the when was the Parthenon yeah. built? I feel like the Parthenon was a '90s thing. What? Lord no. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> don't put my head off, Hammer. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> uh, I was, I was nine and 95. Give me a break. Um, <laughs> I think the apartment was built maybe 20s, 30s. Oh, well, if that's the case, that makes perfect sense. And my head just that's kind of popped. It is. No, um, I, my head just kind of exploded thinking about that. Now, I do think it's funny that on the Florida version is the state of Florida. And on, our, <laughs> on the Memphis version, they're like, nah, get Florida out of here. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, a lot of people in... I've noticed, I've been trying to find, just looking at stuff, and yeah, I, I, the same thing, I put in the NWA Southern Champion, and you see the red one. Now, I was too young when this belt came out. I think in 82 is when they started using that one, I do believe. I, I was, you know, 10, um, start 11. So my mind, you know, I don't remember a lot of stuff. I remember some. I don't remember it ever being red. The only one I remember being red was the tag belt same same right. thing, but it had it was red red where this is black and gold. It was red and the strap had a red uh, stripe down the middle of it on both sides, and it only had two side plates. Now the heavyweight had three, but the tag only had two. But I cannot every picture I've seen, it's, it's close enough that I can find the tag the tag ones don't say tag on them. Really? So I don't, yeah, but they might have it. All the ones I've seen, you, you, you can't tell it says tag on. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I've never seen one just right up close, you know, to see if it was, you know, the originals have it. I don't know. If you, I, there's not enough. I haven't found enough good enough picture for it, you know. Who has the originals? I don't know. Who knows? Milliken, sure. Milliken has a set, but I don't know if they're the originals or not. I don't think they are because. Because um, me and Buzz have held that set, and if they're the originals, you might see me explode live on camera. There's no way there's originals. Originals will be would be so war will be so wore out. Yeah, sell it to a belt maker. Do what? Yeah, 
if they were wore out and he, they got sold to a belt maker, you don't think he could refurbish them? Well, they're not original if they're refurbished. Yes, they are. No, you got the original leather, dude. Oh, then none of these belts are original. Unless unless the promotion re-leathered it. But, um, if uh, D- Dave it, Milliken but, works for the promotion. I don't... I don't it's, <laughs> Man, listen, I'm, I'm 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 wanting those belts to possibly be that I that I held to possibly be the same ones. They stopped using those in '89, and when they started using those ones, that like the the red, white, and blue ones. Mm-hmm. They started using those in '89. They retired those, and tell you something, those were wore out by then. The leather was flimsy by then. Ha- haven't didn't they bring those tag belts back numerous times though? Which ones? The southern, the, the the ones that are like this heavyweight. No, after '89, they never came back. Really? I know the heavyweight came back <laughs> all the time. This was the USWA heavyweight championship at one point. This one was. Mm-hmm. They called it that. I don't remember them bringing it back like that. That one. Yeah, the southern, southern heavyweight title at one point, and then of course you know they run Memphis wrestling. What has to come back and? Because I remember it was after the '89. They said eight, late in '89, they said the USWA. I try to remember what belts they had because they switched from that those. It wasn't too much. I could. I think they got those belts from um, uh, Fuller. His, his USA Championship wrestling belts. They, right. they those red ones I used forever. No, I'm talking about the heavyweight title. I know, but I don't think I'm just thinking about the tag. I'm thinking about what was. Oh yeah, no, I don't. Red. I don't think they made a comeback because I don't remember ever seeing them live. Okay, because I know the red, white, and blue. I'm trying to think was that what was after the red, white, and blue. The remakes they did, I can't remember. But I don't. I said I don't. But there was a, you know, see, and also there was a time period in Nashville. Uh, they switched. Oh, this is what sucked. Um, a lot of people realize we didn't get Memphis TV for oh gosh, four months at least. Um, we did not. Uh, we everything we got was we got USWA Dallas, and they would throw in. The inserts, the card inserts for Nashville. And oh, guys, you guys are getting matches in that renegade ring. Yes, yeah, we didn't, we didn't have, we didn't, we didn't see, and it was hard because, and that's when they went down to one channel. So they were on seventeen or thirty and channel two in Nashville, and they just went down to one, and we were getting that one show, hmm. and it was horrible. I, I want to say it was. I might be off a little bit in my time periods, but I was just at least four months. How, how confused were you guys watching it and seeing the Dallas feed for all the Tennessee guys who are normally baby faces or heels? Well, I was smart by then, so I, did, I understood it. Still, so, can you imagine? It's like last time you saw Jerry Lawler on TV kissing babies, and then next time you see him, he's telling everyone. He wasn't going to Texas at that time. He wasn't because he had already he was he wasn't doing te- Dallas TV. So we didn't no, get no, anything. No, you didn't go down right at the beginning? Well, this was, well, the beginning was, this was the end of 89, early 90. When did USWA go down, go down to Dallas? The CWA went down there, was it 88? When, all, when was the Super Clash 3? December of 88. You're right, there was 88. Why don't I, I, already don't been why I, always, think, I always think USWA was 90s, but. Well, USA, USWA, didn't, it changed first in, in uh, Dallas first. And then they changed. Then they they changed the Memphis CWA to USWA after the Dallas change of the name. Okay, so they, it didn't both change at the same time. No, far as I can remember, there was a little time lapse. I do believe. Okay, well, because what I can remember. Yeah, because I, I remember the whole unveiling. You know what I mean with Percy and yeah. uh, 
Oh God, who was it? Eric Embry. Yeah, Eric Embry. Hell yeah, love me some Eric Embry. Um, but yeah, they did the whole unveiling and of the new logo and whatever, whatever. Yeah, they tore yeah. down the world class banner. Yeah, but I, I don't know, man. This is kind of this had yeah, this had to have come back because I feel like this is the belt I was raised on. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong, this wasn't this wasn't the main belt. Like, this was definitely a secondary title by the time I was watching. Okay, so in the mid 90s early to mid nineties, they had the unified belt, mm-hmm. which was after Snowman didn't bring it back. They had to use, they got the replica of the NWA belt made up. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and that's what was the unified. That was the USWA heavyweight champion or, or world champion or whatever it was, world champion. Yeah, they, I don't think they even mm-hmm. ever said USWA. I think they said unified world champion. Was it still unified? Yeah, they, I feel like they called it unified like the entire time almost. Did they? I can't remember. I, that that's again, that's my memory. It may they may not have, but I do remember like unified click because I didn't I know about they called it world. I do know they used world. Yeah, world oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Waller was getting that world okay, in. So they had that belt. So what was man, I remember the stuff like back of my hand at one time. I'll tell you, I can't remember hardly anything anymore. Um I'm trying to remember. I was like I said when they when we went back to the, the Memphis feed, it was in ninety. I said it wasn't very long, a few months maybe, maybe four the most, maybe. But still um, long enough to be totally confused as to what's going on anymore. Well, no, because the only person that was healed at the time down there was Lawler. Jarrett was babyface. Well, I'm just talking about storylines and everything. Like you get back to the regular feed and you're like, I have no idea what's going on. Oh yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Because they were not sent it was you were getting a totally different crew what you were getting on tv we were getting the memphis crew but getting the other with a little few mix in here and there i'm talking about once you've gone back to the memphis feed because you said there was like three to four months where there was yeah. texas feed yeah but the nashville shows the nashville house shows were mainly memphis crew though oh so you what okay so you're keeping up with the storylines through the house shows yeah basically yeah gotcha okay yeah, I, see, so, I see what you're saying now they would throw a few of the, the Dallas guys in there, but not a lot. You know, they um, you know, they set Steve Williams up here, Steve Austin, and um, but there, I don't think there was many. I'm trying to remember, I, there wasn't a lot of, from what I can remember, a lot of the Dallas guys own the house shows in Nashville. From what I can remember, as a as a quick sidebar, um, recommendations since we're talking about this, if you haven't already, um, My World with Jeff Jarrett. The last two podcasts that dropped. Uh, I listened to I listened to Super Clash Three. I hadn't listened to Daddy Buys Dallas yet. Daddy Buys Dallas is pretty good. Yeah, I haven't listened to that yet. I'm gonna listen to it this week. Super, Super Clash is good too, but Daddy Buys yeah. Dallas is good. Yeah, uh, and it's something Jeff Jarrett was wrong about that. Um, they ran. He said that it was just Memphis. Before you say this, I'm going to see him Tuesday. Okay, so I will call him. <laughs> He said that they. I will say your best home. friend, Quentin Charisma. I've seen the picture. Y'all are best buddies. He's like, like, who? And then it'd be like, Sweet Mullet. And he's like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sweet Mullet. That is like 95% of the people that went to the fairgrounds of that time period. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, but yours was pretty sweet. <laughs> anyway. Send me that picture so I can put that up right now. Do what? Send me that picture so I can put that up. Oh, man. If I know how to do it on my thing, I would do it. I got it somewhere <laughs> on the I'll send it to you. You have to add it in here. Heck, yeah. About it. Um, but he said that it was just Memphis only. 
they did that big uh, taping with all the people. They did it in Nashville, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, they had it in this auditorium. Okay. It just wasn't Memphis. They did that, that big taping with all those people. They did it at Nashville, too. I, that, I ain't for sure about Louisville, but if they did Nashville, I'm sure they did in Louisville, too. But yeah, Nashville was one of them. They wasn't just, it just wasn't Memphis. They did the big card on before the Super Clash gimmick. Because I, I think Connor, uh, Connor, what's his name? Conrad. And I think he even said Nashville. He said, no, it was just Memphis, didn't he? I would have to go back and listen. I, I do it while I'm doing other stuff. You know what I mean? I'm a very passive listener, but I'll have to go back and listen and really, really listen for that. But, um, yeah, he said it. Yeah, because it, 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 they had it in Nashville, too. Cause I, remember, cause I wanted to go, and I didn't get to go. I wanted to go so bad. It was municipal, and I didn't get to go. Um, but, yeah, um, so that – yeah, I listened to that. That, 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 that was crazy, man. And something he did talk about, um, uh, he said, what was it? Him and Eric Embry, they didn't know if it was going to be a baby versus baby or what it was. But here's the thing. Cactus Jack was already had turned – he was already babyface and was leaving the territory, him and Gary Young, going to Dallas. And he was on that – and he was in he was in the six-man with RPMs against the Guerrero brothers. But he was already a Bayface in Memphis. Him and Gary Young already turned. I wonder how long so, it was until he breaks his wrist doing that stupid uh, scaffold match. Who's that? Cactus. He did a, sca- a scaffold match in Dallas and broke his wrist. I don't see anybody. Have you ever seen their scaffold matches? Mm-mm. Holy smokes. I don't, I don't see anybody get really hurt. Man, they were up high. For the one I saw was with – uh, was it the Simpsons against the RPMs? Oh Jesus, the Simpsons! I was say it was the Simpsons and the RP. I think it was the Simpsons, Eric Embry. I mean Simpsons and somebody against. I think it was RPMs and Eric Embry. For some reason, that's sticking in my head. I just remember seeing the picture in the magazine, and I was like, "Oh my God, it looked way higher than the NWA's were." But I could be wrong. It could have been the. But it just looked. And then I saw the video clip of it. It just looked higher. I don't know if it was the camera angle, but man, it looked like it was way up there. But uh. Anyway, how do we get on this? <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, we're talking about the Southern Belt and going into using it in USW. I tell you the best way to find out, look at their TV on YouTube. Pull up their TVs from different years. Yeah. Like 90 on, from like 90 on when they actually t- turned to uh, USWA. Because um, actually I had to find uh, on YouTube one of, for one of my belts one of, something about it. So because I couldn't find nowhere on the internet. All right. Where are we at now? We are at your number three. All right. My number three is the mid-80s version of the International. I guess it would be AWA by then, wasn't it? I don't know if the Internationals ever had affiliations. Because it was that time period where they were kind of in the middle of using both, that 85 time period. Because that was the first time I remember seeing it. Um, the International Heavyweight title. Uh, oh, and baby, you know, I know which picture it was you sent me of that one. There you go. <laughs> there it is. The Universal Heartthrob, Austin Idol. Yeah. And that was another one that was hard to find. And you would think. That you found a really good picture of it, though. Yeah. But that, there's, you can't see the side plate. And so I always thought, I didn't, I didn't, it's hard like, to remember from the TV. And I looked through, uh, I had some old programs. I got on a flash drive from the Nashville uh, shows. And I thought I had one of Billy Travis holding it stretched out over his head. But I, I didn't. I didn't have it on there, and I couldn't find anyone with the side plates because I didn't know if it had two side plates or just one side plate. And then when I found that, I noticed it just got one side plate. But I love that belt. It's big, gaudy. But at that time period, 
don't know, it just, it's cheaply made. Um, and, but it's just, I don't know, say, I, something about a silver, a big silver belt to me, I, especially when I was young, I really loved big silver belts. And, and it's a silver know. belt, like it's just flat silver. Like there's no etching or anything, it's just flat silver. And then everything's added on top of it. Yeah, everything, yeah, everything's just trophy shopped on there. There's no etching, nothing's etched in it. And, and it's got all well, the gimmicks. And yeah, and what I like about it too, that I, I didn't realize till later on, but in the time period when I was younger and I liked it, first time I saw it, but if like, especially on this picture, you can really see it. It's international champion. Then look at the bottom of U.S. Yeah, just like that uh, that light heavyweight title. World yeah. Championship, U.S. Yeah. We yeah. just want to let you know who's the best. U.S. Yeah. Us. <laughs> and, 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 I mean, it has no – from what I could – I've seen pictures of the side plates that I have seen. It's, it's a, from a distance. There's no countries on them. So the only thing is it has anything resembling so countries – U.S. <laughs> at the bottom. But it, let's see, it's got the crown. I can't tell if that's a globe or not that the crown's um, sitting on. It. I don't think it's a globe, dude. I, yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, I think it's I got, see another one. I think I saw, sent you another one of that. It, it's got yeah, an, the olive branches. It's got two little shields on each side. Yeah. Uh, I can't it's, tell what's in the center. Let me let, let me see. Wow. Where the where the other one is? If you sent I think one, I saw you another one, didn't I? Is it old Robert yeah, here? Yeah, see if you can see that one. Ah, I yeah, don't know if this Robert one's gonna gonna get her done. No, no it's uh, that that yeah, was I'm taken to... with a with an etcher sketch. <laughs> that was definitely one of those little one ten cranks <laughs> camera. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, that that one of with auto hold. That's the best one I could find. Close that's a that's a gorgeous auto. picture. I bet Austin still has that on his gimmick table. How how would that's that's a that's a rad picture, man. I might print this out and be like, hey, I know there's already an autograph on there, but can you put a real one? Yeah, no, I'll, yeah, and you know, it, it. My whole thing is, you got guys nowadays. You would never see top guys with cheap belts. Back then, the top guys didn't care. You know, I mean, look, also holding that. Nowadays, you're like you would see a top guy holding a belt like that. <laughs> nowadays, they worry about that. I yeah. said I don't care. He just wants to make sure his check clears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I've always liked it ever since. Like I said, I think the first time I saw it was around '85ish, and then um, it was always a secondary belt, and they kind of would push it a little bit, and then they would push the Mid America a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Those are the two secondary belts at different time periods. They pushed a little more. You know, the thing about the international, and I mean, mean you noticed it when we were reviewing Memphis, was that they used it very much as a tool to yeah. bring somebody in because they didn't have yeah. to, you know, people kept track of the, you know, the Mid-America title wins and losses and Southern, but the inter- international, they could just explain away that it happened somewhere else. Yeah. I was like, it's like the, the same thing with the, the international tag. They did yep. the same thing. You know, yep. they always brought up to bring somebody in because that's like when I said earlier, when I was talking about the, the Mid-America belts, also being at the international, you know, I'm pretty sure Sato and Goto, when they came to Memphis, that's I think that's what, how they brought them in. And I said they had a really nice old school looking set that I never seen in Memphis or at Goulas. So well, we, we um, saw yeah, was, when they brought in uh, they brought in that one tag team like for a minute. Like I think they're only on one week, and they brought them in as the international. Yeah, who was that? Oh man, they they put yeah. them. They had them with Paulie. 
and they went out there and did a stinker of a job match. Yeah, who was And then that? all of a sudden, because they, they had a package coming in, or at least Paul Paulie cutting a promo about him coming in. They came in and had a match, and it sucked. Yeah. And it was all them. Yeah. And then um, they weren't on TV no more. But they came yeah, in they as had, the international oh, tag champions. And then what did, was it? And they put it on somebody, a baby face. Who was it? Was it Steve Kern and Mark Starr? Maybe, yeah. And they just brought them back in. They're like, hey. Look who won. Yeah, they, 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 yeah they're the champ. Yeah. Uh, gosh, who was that tag team? That's killing me now. Yeah. But yeah, that's that. They, they, they had some Anybody? generic name, like the Bounty Hunters or something like that. What was their names? Because they're, they're just, they're just dudes in like fatigues and singlet tops. Yeah. They, yeah. It was, oh, crap. I want to look it up tonight. But, um, yeah, that, yeah, the international and the heavy and the tag were used like that. But, but when they would come in, though, they would get, it would get pushed pretty good because it was always somebody new coming in they wanted to get over so it's usually now the southern tag never took a back seat to when they when those you know the, the they'd use the uh, international belt to come in you know but like the the, the mid-america it would kind of, you know when they first bring somebody in push that international the mid-america would drop down a little bit just to give that new person more a little rub with it you know but then it would drop back down yeah i i, I... I noticed depending on who was holding which belt would kind of be where it was. You know what I mean? I know. Because, you know, there, there was a time when Dutch Mantell had, had held the Mid-America. That, that thing kind of rivaled the Southern because Dutch oh, was so old. Yeah, oh, early 80s, definitely. The the Mid-America belt was, yeah, it was, I'm talking about that the mid-80s, uh, mid, that mid-80s, the like 85 to 87 time period, you know. And then well, they yeah, finally emerged. Yeah, but what what I'm saying is like those, those secondary belts. It really depended who held them more than what the belt signified where it normally would be, right? Because right now, yeah. with in, in this picture, Austin Idol holding the international championship, it's Our above the Mid America. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. But like when like when we was watching it in '87, when when Jarrett and the Moon Dog were feeding over the Mid America belt, it was higher than the international. And then didn't uh, who was it? Rocky Johnson won the international, and then it kind of stepped up a little bit there for for a few weeks. Oh yeah, and then and then Dundee won it from Rocky Johnson and never defended it. He didn't beat Rocky Johnson. No, Barnes. That's right. Barnes won it from Johnson, Johnson. and Dundee won it from Barnes, but then just never defended it. He would come then, out with yeah, it. Yeah, just kind of just off. <laughs> He'd come out and, with it all the time, and then just do his thing. Yeah, just the whole yeah. But then they, but that. Like, the, like I said, the Moon Dog and Jarrett feud got hot there, so they put more emphasis. Yeah, it was up and down. It was mostly, but basically, mostly Mid America was the second belt. Yeah, um, definitely in the early '80s was the second belt. There was no definitely you know, doubt about it. Well, and, and I think that's because it was the more consistent belt too. You know, it's, it's yeah, because like you said, the whole thing with international was to bring somebody in, get in the rub. You know, they're coming in as the international champion. So yeah. All right. So what's your number two? All right. I think also knowing me, number two is not going to be a big surprise. My number two is the NWA Television Championship uh, on black <laughs> or red. I don't care either way. Um, I have a preference toward the red, I guess. Yeah, I like the red. Um, I I never got to hold it in red, <laughs> which is sad. Um, also looks good in white. Never seen it in white. Looks good in white. Um, I believe Pope had it on white. Okay. Yeah, Pope, Pope had it on a white strap, if I remember right. Uh, but current, currently held by a star of the Gutfeld show, Tyrus. Yep. But yep. we're not going off current. We're going off uh, 
know, back in the day, but my favorite wrestler ever held this belt and will forever to me be signified with this belt. Arn Anderson, 100%. Well, I was trying to think of somebody goofy who held it and, and say that to do a left turn, but I couldn't think of anyone well, goofy who held that belt. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Like the, the Mid-Atlantic, I think Paul Jones held that, so I could have said that, but not this one. Do you ever see Paul Jones work? I know he was jacked. Paul Jones could work back in the day. I, I've heard he was great. Yeah, he was good. I, he was. I, I know some of the, the little bit I've seen him, though, he was jacked. He had that big old barrel chest, boy. Yeah. Body, chest and shoulders. But, um, yeah, the, when you think of that, the red red television, you think of Arn Anderson. I mean, it's just – that. Yeah, there's there's nobody else. Um, yeah. I mean, there's other people, but he's the top. He He's the top. When did they change that belt? See, that's what I had trouble finding. From the stuff I read, they said they kept this belt until 91, but that doesn't seem right. I don't remember. If it did, they hardly ever had it on TV. <laughs> Is this the one? Did Steve Austin win this belt from Bobby Eaton? I don't know, man. I have no idea. Because if, if, if that's the case, because I know he said he has the – he says, quote, unquote, the television belt in his safe at the house. But I don't know if it's this belt or not. If it is, then 91 would have seemed about right. Because no, then I think they went to the WCW, the WCW television title after this. Okay. And there was that, that lap over where they're still using NWA titles. So I'm really not sure. And I couldn't find over. I would need to, you know, watch some old WCW and see when there was a change. Oh, uh, um, members belt gallery, their, their dates are pretty accurate on their stuff i'm sure it'll say on the on which um which uh gimmick on it is then then let's do that real quick go over to our friends over at kayfabe memories in the belt gallery let me find in wwa on here dude hold on a second i know this is off topic it says 92 wow what's up okay look at those world tags circa 1978 Oh, on the, the, on, the on the sky blue, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not the wrestler. <laughs> I love those belts, man. Yeah, no, those are sweet. But yeah, so okay, ninety two. So that probably is the belt that's in wow. Steve Austin's safe right now. Wow, that man just has everything. I, I don't remember. I, I for some reason I don't remember it being using it that long. But not so my brain's fuzzy on some stuff. But yeah, like I said, that's the the red one. That's and the one before that. I love the one before that. The 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 background of the the old yeah. Jordan Championship wrestling set. That that um, one is beautiful and has a whole bunch of color. It may, to me, it has just a tad too much color, and I, I think this really lets the silver shine through. And I, I'm oh, a yeah. fan. I'm a fan of the secondary belt being silver. Oh, definitely. Like I don't think it has to be, but I'm I am a fan of it, especially when yeah. it's it's still very well done in its own. I love the detail work of this belt. You know the the the, the old school cameras on the sides and whatnot and on on this version obviously you know the cbs abc nbc logos and the satellite dish and the old jim crockett nwa logo like big fan of of all the detail work that goes into it well but um yeah that's um that's a classic i mean very much more you say about that one yeah (laughs) yeah i i I really didn't (laughs) i didn't take very many chances on that one but (laughs) But it's just one of my favorites, man, for what it signifies. I notice you're you're more in the trophy shop era, and I'm a lot in the cast era. Yeah, yeah, I, definitely. So it's made by a jeweler. <laughs> the what? So then I had that one from the 40s that was made by a jeweler. Yeah. 
Yeah, you kind of went. It's like, whoa, what are we doing there? All yeah, right, big, big time left turn on that. All right, my number two is gonna be the Mid America Heavyweight Belt from the early '80s that went all the way up to '87 from Memphis Jarrett's territory. All right, is the uh, I'm trying to see if the Eaton one's the only one. All right, yep, we'll pull that back up. Boom, old beautiful Bobbert there. That's the best picture you can get. Man, there's no belts. I tell you, it's there's a Dutch Mantel promo picture. But they're small. Everyone I click, I downloaded are really small. I don't know how to make them bigger without losing, um, without them getting grainy to enlarge them. Uh, I'll, I'll, work, I'll work on that for you. But yeah, the end of the American. I found a million like, replicas, and I'll tell you right now, none of the replicas are accurate. None of them are. So what's none the? So yeah, while we're while we're talking about the replicas, what what's the thing that you find wrong with the replicas? Hey. Oh, uh, it's tiny. As I was say, there's there's your picture of the uh, international title. That's a good picture, though. Yeah, yeah. too it's, bad. It's uh, one of the awesome Idle holding it. Um, but but so, what's your issue with the uh, with the replicas? Okay, uh, the little uh, state gimmick that goes around the belt. It's all one color. It was all they, those are. It, it's not gold. Okay, so so for for people who haven't seen the replicas, so they have a silver back piece with gold like plates with the the states that apparently make up the mid-america region yeah so the original was like, so yeah, was it so all, so was gold. it all silver or was it all gold yeah it, it was all silver but it reflected so much if if the lighting and there wasn't right or, or somebody was standing in front with a if there was any kind of color it would reflect because there's some pictures you can look at it looks almost gold the whole belt but it was just reflection of it, um, like the one of Dutch, the the one shirt on there. If you so look, was, at it, was this the end? Was this an NWA belt, an AWA belt? It was NWA. So after right. they switched to AWA, they just called it Mid America after that. Yeah, and also I've never seen it. I've looked everywhere for you cannot find pictures of the original side plates. Um, I actually looked on YouTube. I should have looked. Back on the 87 stuff was doing because I know there was probably a full. I know Jeff Jarrett always wore it out. Moondog, he didn't wear it. Bruno carried it out. So I should have pulled up one of those. I could have seen. Uh, but I actually saw when Jacques Rougeau had it in Memphis. For I was, it was a, on the TV. It was on the TV things. He, he had it on around his waist. And when he turned, it had two side plates on both sides. I don't know what was on them, but it had two side plates. All these replicas have one side plate on each side. Hmm. So it's not accurate at all. But that was that's that's when my it was been my that's my favorite belt of all time until my number one knocked it off. But really, yeah, I all right. I mean, you look at that, people make fun of that belt, say it's trophy shop. It is, but that 82 83 is when I started really remember. I can remember when that's when I was really getting um into Memphis a lot. That I can remember, I, mean, I used to watch before that, but I can't remember hardly anything from like 80. I barely remember any ghoulish at all, and then you know, then. They bought out, then they got, you know, switched over in 80, the end of 80. Then 81, I don't really remember. But 82 is when I started, remember, started remembering stuff. I just remember that belt. I just, there's something about it. I just loved it. I think it's because it's shiny, silver and shiny. That's why I like silver shiny belts for some reason. And that's one I remember from a kid, one of the first ones I ever liked from a kid. So, but I get that. I get it a lot. And you yeah, do. You can't find yeah. any pictures anywhere of side, the side plates or what they were. About the only person that would have pictures of it probably would be Cornette because he was there in that taking pictures before he turned manager. You know, that belt, that's when it first came in, it was really strong. 
Now, I wonder if by a certain time that two of the side plates had been removed or fallen off or you know what I mean? they might have fallen off is that someone i'm gonna look on that i'm gonna look on that 87 um stuff we were watching because that's i mean that was a lot of that was out so so i see in this picture i just pulled from kayfabe belt galleries where it, it's totally is definitely silver it does look like the silver plate behind it is a little less shiny or something so that the silver side plates and top and bottom plates they seem to shine more show more i don't know i don't know how yeah, they did that somehow they, they stick out a little more so yeah you see them a little oh uh, it's not i don't think it's the same they it's a little difference in the color so yeah um but, but no yeah, that's definitely that, that definitely fits in your love of trophy shops <laughs> hey, but we, we've had we've had a lot of discussion about that belt too though yeah oh uh, what was the guy we used to watch what was the uh we used to watch the memphis stuff on uh, Gary and Shay, Trader Jack. Trader Jack. I guess what it was. Yeah. I think Trader Jack's what we used. Trader Jack 6421, I believe. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get up real fast if we have time. Uh, oh, yeah. Because I, I know, like I said, Jared always wore, when we did that whole year, he said he always wore it around his waist. And when the Moondog had, I know he, um, Bruno, carried it out. So I'm going to find it. But um, all right. So that's my number two. So what's your number one? All right. Drum roll. Um, Drum roll, please. My number one is, I mean, of course, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. However, I'm not going with the 10 pounds of gold. Uh, obviously, I've already named the Fez belt. I'm not going to go with that custom job that Dan Severn had, even though that is a really cool looking belt. I am going with the crown jewel used from 1959 through 1973, the second design of the NWA World Heavyweight Championship with holders that include Pat O'Connor, Buddy Rogers, Lou Thez, Gene Kaniski, Dory Funk Jr., and the man, Harley Race. I, I love this belt. I've always, I thought the first time I saw this belt, because I was so conditioned to either the 10 pounds of gold or the big gold, mm -hmm. that this was just a custom belt that somebody came up with. You know what I mean? I didn't know the history yet, right? No, so, too, yeah. I don't know, just the NWA in the background with the wrestlers in front of it. Uh, you know, simple etching work. And honestly, the side plates have nothing on them. They're literally <laughs> just kind of domed out, but mirrored. Yeah. So it's very simple. Um, it's, it's slightly bigger than the Fez belt, but it's not quite domed globe or 10 pounds of gold, whatever you want to call it. And it's, it's wow. definitely not big gold. So it's still in that small belt uh, yeah. category. And I've kind of noticed through what I've been listing, I seem to like small belts. Um, <laughs> maybe it's from carrying big ones in a bag and be like, no, no, this sucks. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I like small belts. I think they look classier. They don't look gaudy. Yeah, that's um, and, true. And usually the small ones seem to have more, and I say that after that, while looking at one with the simplest side plates ever, but more intricate design work. And it's it specifically like the, the crown looks so great. The floral pattern around the outside gives it almost oh, a royal that look. Huh? That foot time period, that is really, you know, really, really nice. And then just yeah. the, the two guys wrestling with the NWA in bright red, but like they're in front of it. You know what I mean? So it gives it that yeah. 3D look. I don't know, just something about it. It's beautiful. It's 
it's a work of art, not in the same way of the Fez belt, because that Fez belt was is literally an art piece. Yeah. Um, and this is one of the few belts I'll say that I do like where the leather goes a good bit beyond the plate. I like them to usually be pretty close. Yeah, the bottom of that really, yeah, I've just noticed that the bottom that really goes down far. Yeah. So yeah, especially on the bottom, it, it goes down bad. far. Huh? It don't look bad at all though. Yeah, no, no. It it, it set it just set well. I, I love this belt. Um, and I, I kind of understand why it does that. The more I've gotten into talking to people who collect, like they they put more leather to protect the little intricacies along the edge yeah. of the belt. You know what I mean? Like the uh Remember the World Junior Heavyweight Championship that had the crown? The, the, yeah, thanks. I don't, they they had those in uh, some of the belts in uh, Southeastern Continental were mm-hmm. like that too. And it's like, how did they not? They had to break off a lot. Well, to. so that's the thing. At first they did, and then you'll see later. At least I, I know with the with the World Junior Heavyweight Championship belt, they ended up making it to where the leather went higher than the, the crown, and it was for that very reason. Yeah. Now, sometimes it looks kind of goofy that way, but yeah, but it, it's for to protect it because you know, I mean, like we saw about earlier about stuff belts getting beat to death, you know, and getting beat up not even just by accident, you know what I'm saying? And exactly, uh, you know, so it, it might look not, it might not look good, but for the longevity of the belt, you'd have to have it, you know? Yeah. And it, speak, speaking of the, this belt, I, I would be remiss, and I have not read the book. But I, I would be remiss not to mention there is a book specifically about this belt put out by Mid-Atlantic Gateway called Crown Jewel. So if really? you're interested in this belt at all, pick it up. But hmm. yeah, it's about, it's about this belt and the time frame. They also have the big gold and uh, da, 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 I believe the Missouri Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, Missouri Heavyweight Championship, that was, um, that was the gateway to the World Championship for a long time. Yeah, that was the tryout, that, man. That was like, hey. See how you do with this. That and the and the Florida Heavyweight Champ. Those are the two. Yeah, you know, they, those are the two ones that you know you would see what would basically your world champion. But you know, but yeah, that. The, but the the um, Missouri title definitely for especially when Mushnick um, when he's president. That was really the main. You know, that was the the belt that led to it. You know, so but yeah, that's it for that time period. You know, we're talking about the time period of the Fez belt. But man, for that is, yeah, they, they, that, like I said, there's the side plates are, there's nothing to them. But that main plate, you know, for that time period, that's it, beautiful, you know. So, and I also, uh, this, the designs of the NWA United National Championship and the Japanese version of the NWA North American Tag Team Championships were based off that. And I, I, I looked, I couldn't find much for the NWA North American Tag Team Championship. But the NWA United National Championship, I find we've actually covered matches that did that. That was the belt that was defended a lot in all Japan. Okay. Um, I believe it's actually part of the Triple Crown. Okay. Um, but it is strikingly similar. Like, it's not close, close. Like, it doesn't have the NWA yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. But, like, you can tell that the main cast yeah. was at least a relative of it. They're, they're based on one another at the very least. Yeah. And if you look at a lot of those Japanese belts from the 60s and 70s, they're really, they're, they yeah, they, it's, they all, they all have similarities and stuff like that, you know? Well, the, the, so I feel like they're all trying to honor a tradition. So until, yeah. is that, that's what it is. Until exactly fairly right. recently, yeah. they were all really old school look. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I think until the 90s, some of them still had the, uh, 
belt buckle style. Yeah, the buffalo in the back, yeah. You know what I, I mean? Know, uh, so, that, huh? The, ones Baba, the Baba belts, I'll, every Baba belt I can remember had buckles on, it seemed like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, so I think that's the thing. They, they liked a lot of heritage in their design work. Yeah. And I, I kind of dig that, too. You know what I mean? Um, like, I always think, I think it was a PWF belt, which was the, I think, I believe that was the main heavyweight belt in Baba's and became part of the Triple Crown. Yeah. If I remember that's right, cool. it had the chains on it as yeah. kind of an homage to the Luthez belt, even though it had the leather, but it had the chains as well as kind of an homage. Yeah, say, yeah. a lot of the, yeah, they, actually, because I saw, I'm looking at the, um, I was going through Facebook, I think it was yesterday, and this guy, Fumi, I don't know how to say his last name, he puts a lot of stuff on there, and he showed uh, uh, tag belts, Baba's tag belts, um, it's in the museum, and it has those chains, it's like, yeah, had the chains on them. Yeah. Yeah, it's got leather, but it still had the chains. Yeah. It's, yeah, I think that's what there's the Japan belts were, they're all made to honor that. Yeah, I think it all had a, you know. Yeah, they really don't do it anymore, but. Well. Yeah, especially that new new Japan heavyweight title design. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, may, maybe yeah. that's what we do next week. Our least five favorite belts. <laughs> Um, I two of mine you would probably shocked at. I'd probably people would be mad at me because I've never been a fan of them. Ah, let's okay, do I'm it. looking at Jeff Jarrett holding the um America belt. It's got the two plates, but you cannot tell what they are. One looks blank, and the other looks like um maybe two guys amateur wrestling on it, maybe. We hope. So we hope that's what they're doing. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely had two plates and but you can't tell on TV what it well was. Anyway. All right. You ready for my number one? Yes, sir. You're number <laughs> one. Okay. For the five people that listen to this, they're probably going to be like, huh? Because probably nobody's ever seen this belt. My number one pick is the All-State Tag Team Championship belt. <laughs> the reason why it's my number one belt is that's the first belt I ever held in wrestling. Uh, me and Mark Gordy won those belts in Shelbyville in May of 93, and we... We beat Ben and Glenn Mullins for them. We held them all the way until August of 93, beat and lost them in Shelbyville to Ben Mullins and Jamie Dundee in a cage match. So, and that is trophy shop as all. Because I remember oh, when I, boy. Because when I got, when I um, uh, made those tag belts, I made, the trophy shop had that main plate and I was going to get it. I was like, just to, you know, for, you know, sentimental value. But the price was like, whoa, never mind. It was a lot higher <laughs> than I was wanting to spend. So, um, yeah, like I said, you look at it, and they did. It's it's um, it had snaps. It didn't have Velcro or 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 uh, buckle. It actually had snaps. And uh, no, it did not fit my waist. It was small. And it, <laughs> they did. I don't think they dyed the leather because it looks tan. Yeah, that's um, that's not dyed. And they did have. Whoever made these, which I don't know who made them. I'm I'm thinking maybe J.D. Wolf made maybe, uh, but I've seen his belts, but his later belts look a lot better than that. Um, but whoever made them, they actually took the on the ends. Uh, what is that? They looped it through. What is that? You know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. on the top and bottom of the leather. Oh, they did the stitching. Yeah, yeah. I mean, stitching is all I know it as, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, instead of just press, it's like, it's, it's like a. It's like it's uh, actually they 
movement, moving, moving, whatever through. It's like a, almost a kind of a rubbery plastic. Yeah, it's not, it's got, from what I can remember, kind of like the boxing belts. Yeah, it may be leather string, actually. That's probably what it, it's something. I remember, because I remember it had, it was, I think it is leather string. It was leather string. But, um, yeah, it was, I mean, it's definitely a homemade belt. But, uh, like I said, first one I ever held. So, it's always going to be number one, it's always going to be my number one belt. Yeah. So and it was perfect at this trophy shop. Exactly. And then that makes it even better, don't it? <laughs> so I'm trying to see if that, what's in the center plate? If that's an eagle or a buzzard. <laughs> a buzzard. <laughs> Can you zoom in on it? Well, zoom in. So we can tell what it is. <laughs> I like how everything's getting more zoomed in except the picture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me switch to a different browser that's not stupid. <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to remember what the the center thing was. But um, I, I like that it just says champion on it. It didn't say tag on it at the top. Oh well, I couldn't tell. So, um, I think it did. I think it just said tag champion, but tag tag team. You know, he said champion at the bottom. Yeah, it wasn't much. <laughs> and you know who I think had these belts and he sold them? Kyle. No, come on, Kyle. I think he had them and sold them. He got them somehow. And he, well, sold he's them. Going, he was going through and buying everything there for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, you threw, you threw a swerve in on me on that one. <laughs> Should we zoom in on that? It's not going to let me. No, it ain't, is it? Uh-uh. It, <laughs> it, it really doesn't kind of, want you to know. No, it don't. It has some kind of big thing in the middle of the, with the big plate-looking gimmick there. <laughs> I know. We're going to get around this. Hold on just one second. <laughs> This is great radio. Radio, whatever radio, whatever it is. <laughs> However you listen to this thing here. There we go. It do, it only let me zoom in that much, but it does say tag team. Yeah, and it's got a it's got a generic little eagle gimmick there. <laughs> I like that the main plate is not <laughs> center or not uh it's like a scroll. Yeah. Tell you man, you can get gigged easy on that thing. And it wasn't it was um it was thick. I can remember it wasn't um it wasn't plastic. I'm trying to tell what's on those side plates. They're uh, they're square forward four squares, and they two they're opposite matchings. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't say. <laughs> yeah, but what I mean, do they have anything in them or? I don't think it's just a design. It's like a scribbly maybe design or something. Hmm. There wasn't much to it, but I bet it's the first ones I ever had, so it meant a lot. Yeah, man. And, the, and the, look at the leather. Boy, they didn't really. It's almost one length the whole way. They yeah, it's not very barely, tapered at all. They barely gave it a little little width. <laughs> Look at that tan you're sporting, by the way. You know why I had a tan like that? Because you knew you were winning? <laughs> I'd be a champion, baby. This uh, is my, my no, championship uh, tan, brother, brother. Uh, it was because where I worked, I, I worked outside. I worked, I worked at an apartment complex. I, I did uh, grounds crew. So I was outside constantly. So I had a farmer's tan, but I was wearing I had that full length scuba scuba um, pullover that I wore, so you couldn't tell that I had a farmer's tan. Though. <laughs> well, there we go. We got a luscious Quentin charisma appearance on here <laughs> with the All State Wrestling Tag Team Championship. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Shelbyville, Tennessee. All right. Heck yeah. That's my number one belt. 
So we're going to get some quick honorary mentions. And we went, this is really, I didn't think, I thought this was going to be like really short, but this went really long. <laughs> no, I yeah, let, let's knock the honorable mentions out of here. All right. Mine, yeah, I've kind of said as we went through. Mine were, you know, Southern Tags, just because they were very similar than Southern Heavyweight. Yeah. Mine were, is that all yours? Okay. I'm, I had yeah, the Southern so. Tag, the 80s Memphis Southern Tag, and the Southern Heavyweight. And uh, I'm then, surprised the Southern Heavyweight's the only crossover we had. Yeah. Well, no, I, to me, it's not because we're totally different on the what we like. Up. And the only reason why I like that one is that's the first one I remember in Memphis. Um, then two, I got, um, of course, the WWF World Heavyweight title, Big Greeny. I love that. The only reason why I love that one is because we just got cable and just got the WR and like had it for maybe a month. And that's when who it was tore up um, back on his belt and they gave him that one. So that was like when I first started watching WWF. So that's, I remember that. And then the Mid-South North America heavyweight title, the one for Watts, that big just – I remember seeing it in the magazines, and I was just like amazed how big it was. And I've never seen anybody wearing it. I found one picture of Magnum T actually wearing it. Everybody else, all the pictures I found, everybody was holding it. Yeah, I've seen the picture of Magnum wearing it too. That thing is – That's the only person I've ever seen wearing it because that thing was, was a monster. Um and one more is the um, CWA World Heavyweight title. I love that belt. <laughs> Man, so much I thought that was going to be your number one. I, it was – it was. I had it in my top five, and then I got it, and then it got knocked out. That was my number six. <laughs> that was number six. But uh, it, and if you notice, if you've seen the replicas, they're not white. I didn't think the belt was white. I thought the belt was silver. No, that's white. It was white. It was originally white. Oh. Now, if you look – now, if you look – had some pictures toward the end. The leather, it was it looked like a different color. It, it, I don't know if the leather was changing. And the plate was silver, almost silver. It was still had a white tint to it, but it, it, was, it started out white. It was white belt. Because you look at when the one when Billy Graham had it, Superstar Billy Graham, it was white. So I don't know if they were cleaning it and it started coming off and it was getting really, you know, it wasn't. But now it, it was white. Hey guys, I'm going to. Uh... I'm going to go ahead and advertise this on here just because I see it and it's cool. And I wanted to tell Quentin about it, but I also wanted to help this guy out because I think it's neat. Um, <laughs> on Etsy, Bad Guy Designs uh, has a CWA heavyweight championship pin of the main plate. Yep. Um, some of the some of the colors on the flags are changed up because I noticed for some reason on the actual belt, the Japanese flag colors are inverted. It, 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 it's, it's reverse. Yeah. But you know he's corrected it on this pin, but the pin's five dollars. Oh, it's neat. It's a neat little pin. Uh, also known as the Case of Beer Championship. Yeah, why they call it that? I don't never. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. So so correct me so if that I'm wrong. That picture right there, that's white looking. Yeah, I guess I, I can see that, or just dull. But it it's but dull. It's... But if you look at when when Billy Graham had it when it first um, was he like the second guy to have it, I think it was really white. But it started, yeah. Because look at the leather, right? The leather was getting really warm. It was whoever made it; they cheaply made it, and yeah. they didn't use high dollar leather at all. Well, it, it may have been because remember we we're reading that thing about one of the NWA titles. It may have been. Uh, it was when they did the ten pounds of gold was originally on the red. red. Yeah, the red. Yeah, that but it was it on out. red felt or something like that. Yeah. Well, that's like uh, the the AWA prison belt. If you look at it. The first come out and then look at it about a couple of years later, leather's totally different. 
the leather went bad on it fast, they said. Yeah, so this may have been on felt, you know what I mean? And just it could be. Because it looks like it, it has more, a fabric appearance to it here. That or it was a really cheap leather and it started turning. Which could be it could be either or. Yeah. So this was the, this was the answer to their answer to like Lawler never getting a title win, right? Basically, that's what they um yeah, they basically made their own belt. Because they were they were NWA, AWA at the time. They were getting both back and forth, back and forth. And I think they that was their I guess that was Jerry Jarrett's brainstorm was well, let's make our own world belt. And that got over. And then when it which to me, yeah, especially as a kid, I loved it. And now I like gaudy belts. Um, but if you're going to have world champion, you can't have them come out with that right there and, and be credible. That, that, that was my, my next question would be like, if it was a better belt. It would have helped. It would definitely would have helped. Yeah, because it's a. Uh... Because uh, you think at the time, 10 pounds of gold, which I've never been a fan of, but it was nice. Nice gold belt, 10 pounds of gold, prestige, but just the look of it. Even a lot of people don't like the AWA inmate belt. I liked it, um, but th that was just so it it just looks so bad. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, really, it does. But I like it because I like bad belts. But I mean, especially if you can find that picture of uh, Star Billy Graham holding, it was white as can be, and it looked like. And I don't think any of it was. I think it was all painted. I don't think it was raised up at all. If it was, it wasn't much. It wasn't. You know, what I'm saying that it. You, you can tell in this picture that it is like indented a little bit, but that's probably not much like two millimeter. Yeah, it is. I'm sure they had good intentions. Um, in the idea of it look at the one with uh, Billy Robinson down there, see what that looks like. Um, I don't see one with Billy Robinson. Yeah, back up, back up, right above and over here to the far. Keep up coming up right there. See, oh, go back down, go back down. This is smidge right there. He's right beside uh, Billy Graham. Oh, is that Billy Robinson? Yeah. I didn't realize that was Billy Robinson. Yeah. Man, he aged quick. Um, yeah, I can see I'm where find it, that, it would come off as white. I'm going to find that one of Billy Graham because that was when it was first. I said, I think he was the second guy that held it. Second or third. So it was really white looking. But yeah, it just, um, uh, just um, if you're trying to make it legit world champion compared to the other two that was out there, um, even the, the WWF goes to that time. You know, it was the, the the molded cast stuff. You know, it wasn't really flamboyant, but it looked it didn't look like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so you know. Yeah, this this looks like Jerry Jarrett didn't spend no money. Yeah, and the thing is, they probably spent I, I I don't know. It looks like he didn't spend a lot of money on it, but I, I I'm wondering if they planned up it didn't that ain't what it's supposed to look when they thought of it. That's what I'm wondering because you know what you look at it on paper and say, man. That looks like a world heavyweight title. Yeah, no. You know? I mean, so I'm wondering when they thought it, if he thought up to play him in law, or I'm there's no way they both could have said that's gonna be a good, good looking world title. I like that you this know? was like essentially your number six and you're burying it. Well, I'm burying it because that's where everybody else because everybody I like it but it but I'll look at all of my belts that I liked. I you know? we, we we both definitely stayed within a uh, a genre. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it just, but for a world title, I mean, you're going to try to make your audience think that you are a world, it's going to be, you know, equivalent to what they've been seeing coming in there. Yeah. It no, just, I, I, I got that. Yeah. I'm just wondering, it, it had to be that is not what they 
that's the only thing is they got they wanted a world title was that the the gimmick on online when you order a world title from from wish but this is what you get you know? yeah 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 yeah. i think it's basically what it was back then you know they that is big and then they got it and it was already made they had to go with it you know yeah. what what you wanted a picture of like the old nwa crom rhine belt like what it was supposed to look like and then so, yeah, what you I mean, got it's the cwa world title yeah exactly you know so i don't know but uh, that's mine that was fun i could still talk about belts all night long yeah, man. This, I, I, I know we've been on here a while and we gotta go, but this has seemed yeah, like but this has seemed like no I, I time. I thought it was gonna be that. short. I thought it was gonna be really short too. I was worried it was like man, it's gonna be too short. We never have a short conversation. Maybe when it gets to belts, I'll talk all night. So. All right, let's plug some people real fast and get on out of here. Let, let me add one real quick. I want to uh plug my friend. I'm gonna show the camera even though they're not gonna see us. Uh <laughs> Vincent Barry. Um, I, I did a, a podcast. He runs wrestleville.com. I did a podcast with him. Um, and he's got he's got a couple other books out. Um, but he sent me a copy of this. It's Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Eric, the autobiography of Lance Von Eric. That uh have you read it yet? I'm, I've I, not, I, 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 I haven't. I, I have not. Vincent uh sent it to me. He helped write it. So I remember when it came out and I was like, I oh, that could be interesting because that whole situation down there got really sticky. Yeah, but I, I I flipped through it some. He's got you know he's got some pictures in there and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> I guess one of the stories that I told during our interview and on the podcast is going to be in Vincent's next book. Uh, and let let me actually go to Russellville real quick. He uh, so he he put out his first edition, uh, and it's just stories from multiple different wrestlers, just you know road stories or any kind of story. Um, and I'm trying to see what it's called here. Uh, he's in the t-shirt game as well. Uh, okay, maybe he doesn't have I, his books on WrestleVille.com. If, if, if he wants a good Gypsy Joe story, I can tell him a good Gypsy Joe story. Oh, there we go. I'll pass that along for sure. Um, <laughs> I actually don't have, have his website on here, darn it. Because um, it's not on his WrestleVille.com. So I, I apologize for not being prepared. Um, <laughs> but... His website's wrestleville.com. He's got some cool merchandise as far as like, you know, t-shirts and stuff like that. He's got a whole bunch of, you know, podcasts, uh, written interviews. Um, I know it's, it's right here in the upper right-hand corner and I'm stupid. Uh, the book is literally called Wrestleville, the pro wrestling vault. Uh, and it's just numerous stories um, from different guys. And while supplies last, uh, there would be, there's an autographed label in every book. Um, so in volume one, he's got stories from Tim Storm, Bobby Fulton, Greg Anthony, Big Ramp, C.W. Anderson, Sean Hernandez, Dale Wild, Josh Lewis, Mr. USA, Chris Michaels, James Beard, Chaz Taylor, Damian Wayne, and Van Van Horn. Um, also on that page, there's Lance by Chance, which I got the copy of. Um, and coming soon, I believe he said he's hoping by next year uh, will be... Wrestleville, the Pro Wrestling Vault, Volume Two, which uh, I don't know which story he picks. I was just kind of talking, um, yeah. so one of my stories will be in there, and I just signed uh, twenty labels to be put in books. So wow, I'll be in a awesome. book. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. And it's not on the you know just just apprehended list or anything. So I'll be in a book. <laughs> All right. But, All right. Now the, nice. the actual plugs. Yeah, well, let's. I mean, no, no, that was a plug. Wrong. Yeah, not that was a plug yeah, for Vincent, plug. not for me being a book in a book. Yeah, but uh, while we're on books, uh, go check out crowbarpress.com. Get that Burt Prentice book. 
Yeah. Any book you want, any book you want for the Rocky Johnson book. Can't have that. Yeah, yeah. Any but, book. <laughs> I, I, I plan on getting, you know, we'll probably have a, a couple gift cards, you know, a couple generic gift cards on Christmas because that's what I tend to get and I'm all right with that. So uh, probably going over crowbarpress.com. You can also yeah, visit Luthez's UWA over on Facebook, our buddy Quentin's Passion Project. Now, as more and more. I've posted this week because I've been trying to find pictures of belts all week. So I didn't post anything this week. <laughs> but as more and more UWA becomes unearthed. Yep. What uh, else we got? I'm on blank. Yeah, we, we, we got Chris Michaels' book, Indestructible. Contact him on Facebook or so any social media, really, to get your copy of that. We got our friend Monte Carlo over at WMF Medium Rare on YouTube. And I do want to point out, I just noticed that the uh, the old cartel Facebook page is fired back up. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Wonder hmm. if the, the cartel might start popping up at some independent shows in Middle Tennessee. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Uh, I'll, take, I'll take Greg's spot and be, uh, be Monty's bodyguard. I'm not nearly as big and scary looking as Greg, but <laughs> um, it's been about a month, so he should be dropping them uh, something pretty soon. Next few weeks, I'm thinking. Yeah, I it's think the last one was, was him versus the co-owner of WMF. Yeah, so that's been about what two weeks, three weeks. So he should be dropping something the couple, next couple of weeks, something new. You uh, know, go over his pay his uh, YouTube, like and subscribe. Go to our YouTube, like and subscribe. Yes, please give us a like, give us a subscribe, leave us a comment. It means the world to us. Same with it, whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Give us a like. Uh, if there's ratings, give us ratings. We, you know, we we appreciate any anyone and everyone who listens. Uh, and the last thing I've got is, uh, if you can, please go over to Fight TV and uh, sign up for NWA Power. We just dropped a uh, a little Christmas special, uh, both on Fight TV and on the NWA YouTube page. It's pretty fun. Give it a watch. Also, go and like and subscribe and support all the people that we use our videos from on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Is you know without those guys having that stuff on there, we wouldn't be able to watch it because I don't know how to do anything like to download stuff on YouTube. So, uh, so yeah, go go show them some love because like I said, we use their stuff. So go go like and subscribe. Give them some love. Uh, Anything else? Uh, I, I just want to give quick quick photo credits to the ones I what I used and what I will be using in the YouTube. Um, the ones I know uh, is I use Kayfabe Memories. Uh, I use Dave Milliken. Um, and I use Top Rope Belts. That's the ones I can think of offhand that I use. Um, so thank thank you very much. This is totally their their photos. I have no pictures. Oh, and the uh, the Pro Wrestling Museum in Waterloo, Iowa, where I got the okay. Luthes pictures. That where I got mine, I have no idea. <laughs> one of them was Quentin's camera in 1993. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's 92. No, I'm sorry. I thought you said 93. I might have. <laughs> I meant 90. It's supposed to be 92, not 90. I guess I did say 90. I probably did say 92. I mean, it's 92. I'm sorry if I did. Yeah, it's 92. Um, I actually want to uh, thank Mark Gordy for giving me the dates on them because I had a ballpark of what dates they were when we won and lost the belts. And I got those from him. He, he he had it right off of that. He helped me on that. So shout out to my buddy, Mark. And um, you got anything else to add? Nothing beyond, man. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Kwanzaa. All that. If, whatever you're doing right now, enjoy it with your family and friends. That's right. All right. Well, if you're done, I'm done. Sick foreigner. She's done. Jeremiah Puckett. Hey, that's me. Thanks for listening. God bless. Bye-bye, everybody.